at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. We're moving on to uh, projects, and a little bit earlier I did mention the idea of public sector, private sector, and one thing that's becoming quite clear is that the answer to youth unemployment is around, I suppose one call it, could call it one of the SDG goals, the Sustainable Development Goals number 17, which focuses on partnerships. And partnerships is really about uh, between private sector, public sector, civil society, or the third sector. On the line with us, we have Chantal Oersthausen, the Executive Director of the Sora Maposa Education Trust. We're looking at education today. Chantal, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Chantal, I know that you guys have uh, recently had a workshop where you focused on some of the challenges where we look at uh, youth unemployment. And one of the areas that came up was the idea of uh, how to really engage with partnerships or public uh, PPPs, private public sector partnerships. Tell us a little bit about what came out of that and the way forward. Michelle, really, the, the idea behind the webinar was to to spotlight the value in society of investing in youth development and, and really to share and address the economic and other challenges that continue to um, beset the youth in our country and youth development programs in particular. But I think that, you know, the the... the ability for us to get together to discuss these sort of things um, on a single platform where we bring in government, where you bring the corporate sector, where you bring civil society and non-profit and NGO sector together, as you mentioned. Um, it's all about about partnerships. But at the Cyril Ramaphosa Foundation, we, we concentrate a great deal on collaboration. And I believe that the way forward in any of the, the challenges that we need to be addressing with the youth is about collaboration. It's about bringing these individual players together in order to address the challenges that we have. And we all know that the youth represent the future of our country, and we've been um, dealt a severe setback, I guess, in the development of our youth, considering um, the impact of COVID over the past few months. But youth unemployment sitting at about 58% before um, COVID struck, and and those are the very, very serious challenges that we need to face now going forward um, in order to rebuild our economy. Chantal, they are real challenges, and how do you address them? You know, Michelle, I believe that we've got to be focusing more on education. I, be- I believe a great deal in entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship can be dealt with in many different ways. It's not something that... Um, I believe that entrepreneurship leads to empowerment and transformation. And if we can be supporting our youth as a collective, um, collaboration, I keep saying, is one of the most important things for me. But if we get a collective together and we support the youth... Now, what does youth development and youth support mean. It's not only in the education of, of um, our youngsters in this country. It's not only about sending them to university to get an education like that. I think we have to acknowledge that we all have different skill sets and we all have different levels of skill. So if we can be working together to be focusing on the affected people in our country, if we can be supporting entrepreneurship, which will lead to um, entrepreneurial education, both at secondary and post-secondary levels. Um, If we start getting the understanding of what that is, um, focusing on our youth, I believe that we can start making the change that we need in this country. Um, And in order for our economy to thrive and survive and thrive, really. 
It definitely talks, uh, as you've mentioned, to the idea of an engagement across sectors. And, I mean, this is something that we really need to be shouting from the rooftops, and I think we're going to be shouting it out throughout the show today, which is not just about the public-private partnerships, but about the engagement of uh, in schools as well. Critically, that is a space we need to be going to in a way that, that makes a difference. Absolutely, and I... I I'm pleased to note that over the past few years, and there have been more interventions within schools whereby entrepreneurship, for example, has been encouraged. But I think that I think that we need to understand what youth development and youth support is to, in a larger context. So a lot of a lot of our corporates. I mean, our corporates are going to be under immense pressure going forward to taking on interns, um, providing opportunities for. Um, unemployed youth for those without education possibly um, is, is seen as a challenge, is regarded as challenged, a challenge. But, you know, I have such a passion for the development of our youngsters and a lot of people don't realize that the smallest amount of intervention or support can make the largest amount of difference. So a simple act of allowing for job shadowing on one day for two hours, allowing somebody into an office to see what happens in an office um, building or in, in a conference room and providing mentorship, the support that we've needed during this um, pandemic with the supply of data with the supply of mm. um, devices. Um, they are, you know, I mean, it's, it's absolutely imperative that we are providing those things, but opportunities do not have to be about throwing loads and loads of money at a problem or believing that the only way to do that is to send students to university. There are many opportunities where um, the general public, the corporate sector, government can all be involved in, in addressing those items. So that's uh, Chantal Wistosen, the Executive Director of the CRET, the Saul Ramaphosa Education Trust, focusing on the value of holistic education and private-public sector partnerships. And it's in line with the conversation or the theme of the show today. We're going to be reviewing a book a little bit later and talking to the author called Where Light Shines Through, Tales of Can-Do Teachers in South Africa's No-Fee Public Schools. And we'll also be talking to one of the teachers in the book as well inspirational and the question we asked you is do you have a teacher who made a change to your life and if so what were the qualities that they had Motuzi Mukhalali says my beloved best teacher is Mam Kanse Kalela my middle school English educator she encourages me a lot the list of how she encourages me is endless oh Motusi, that's just wonderful uh, and inspirational as well. Andreas Gift Andreki says, My best teacher was Mamzi Mongwe. What a phenomenal woman with a good heart. She was not only a teacher to me, but also a mom. And then a couple of SMSs that have come through as well. The only teacher we had at Rodine was our debating society one. I'm assuming that you, you feel that that was the only teacher who really made a difference to you. R says, I had many good teachers, but my post-grad supervisor was best, had integrity, and we were always respected, and he was loyal. His work ethics took him to a top position in the USSR. Uh, Pam says, dear Michelle, I was very timid. I was a nervous child, difficult learning to read. In 1950, my English teacher at school was a Miss Gardner who gave up her precious time to give me extra reading lessons. I'll be eternally grateful to her for firstly teaching me to read and secondly instilling me 
in a love of books that has enriched my lives over the 70 years since. I'll tell you what, you need a teacher who will do that. Someone else says, Oh, Dizal Fukwana in East London says, you will never leave the class just to play outside, even if it was upset. And I'm assuming that Dizal is saying that uh, a teacher that uh, was important is one who watched over kids as well. And, um, you know, and this all kind of came up as well when I read um, an interesting tweet by Pumzile Fandam, who said, do you have a teacher you look back at and think, I am so grateful for all you taught me? And then Pumzile says, mine is my history teacher at Maritzburg Girls, Mrs. Rautenbach. She was strict, no tomfoolery. She pushed me to be my best because she knew I could do better. I learned the value of hard work. And that's the question we're asking you is, is there a teacher that made a difference to you no matter what? Perhaps they didn't teach you a specific educational thing but perhaps they tell you something about morals something different about the way to live in the world and you can go to our facebook page you can go to whatsapp or you can even go to sms or twitter as well